you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia. And how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 293 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, I am talking about the A's wild win over the Angels. Uh, some some stuff happened, so I got to talk about that. Talking uh, about how that relates, how the Chad Pinder hit by pitch is what I'm alluding to. How that relates to the sticky stuff situation that's coming up in baseball. Because uh, we should get some resolution on that some point today. So that's going to be interesting. And then uh, I'm going to start making my plea for people to vote for the Oakland A's because uh, for, for the all-star game, because they are down in all of the ballots and uh, they're having a really good season. They should have more than we should be doing more than pleading for one representative from the Oakland A's. Remember 2014 when they sent all those guys to the all-star game? Let's do that. I don't know that there's going to be enough time or, you know, enough support because uh, some of their players haven't been playing well enough, but at the same time, let's make it happen. So uh, I'm going to be doing that in the third segment as well. I am moving the trade discussion that I had planned for today to Wednesday, unless something else crazy happens. Uh, so that is coming up for you guys in just another, you know, 24 hours or whenever you usually listen to this. It'll be in your feed tomorrow. But just the way that this game played out, I felt like it kind of flowed with a lot of other things that I wanted to talk about. So I'm, I'm just postponing it by a day. But uh, before I get into anything else, though, this episode is being brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this week on Thursday and come get in on the action with me. Uh, I'll be going live on Thursday, probably afternoon is my, uh, is my bet right now. So that should be a lot of fun. So locker room changing the way we talk sports also make sure to follow the podcast, wherever you like hearing podcasts, uh, you know, subscribe, follow whatever your thing is. Do that one. Also follow us on social media at locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the locker room app. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So real quick, let's go over this A's and angels game. The A's won this one eight to five pushing their record to uh, 41 and 27, which is very, very good. They are now 17 and 18 against teams above 500. And if they win one more game, if they, you know, sweep, then obviously they're going to be above 500. But if they split the next two games, then they'll be, you know, roughly one, they will be one game below 500. Uh, you know, the, doesn't matter which one they win or lose. They will be one game below 500 still at the end of this. So, uh, oh, well, but, you know, they're, they're trending in the right direction. And so that's, that's a plus for sure because they were, you know, a handful of games below just a minute ago and now they're uh, just a game out. So that's a plus. Uh, also the Chicago White Sox who look like just absolute juggernauts, even without Eloy Jimenez and Luis Robert. Uh, they are only, I mean, and they've been very, very good without those two players. They're going to get better once those two guys come back. And uh, I didn't read the article, but I think Eloy is coming back sometime soon or he's resuming baseball activities. So that's scary for the rest of baseball, uh, but they have a 41 and 25 record. So 
they are two back. The A's are two back in the loss column. So they got the same amount of wins, but they are, they would be a full game back in, you know, the actual standing. So the A's not getting any pub, even though they are, they have the fourth most wins in baseball right now. And they are just as good as the actual juggernaut team in the American league as we sit right now. So, uh, yeah, just, uh, just think about that for a sec as we talk about the All-Star game in a couple of segments here. But uh, Shalmaniah in this game, he was fantastic. Well, he was okay. He, he didn't allow them to score the run, so that was good. He did give up nine hits in his five and two-thirds innings pitch, so that wasn't, you know, the best. And he also gave up a walk, so 10 base runners right there. And he also uh, hit Max Stassi, so there's 11 base runners in five and two-thirds innings. So there was traffic, but he only allowed one run to score, so that's great. He also struck out five, so uh, he was... This is like that uh, classic Chris Bassett from the beginning of the season, Ben, but don't break starting. Chaminade has been doing it all season as well. So you love seeing it from the A's staff. And this is how they get so deep in the games. And because his pitch count was really, really high after like three, after four innings. And I'm, I'm happy with any five plus I was happy with given his pitch count early on in this game. So great job out of him. He left with a with an eight to one lead. Uh, it looked like it was going to be smooth sailing. And then Burt Smith came in and uh, it got a lot closer. You guys, uh, it pins and needles for, for about an inning and a half there. And then everything kind of settled down and everything was OK. But uh, the main takeaway from this game for me and probably for you as well was all of those damn hit by pitches and as they were happening, I'm like, this happens a lot when the A's play the Angels. What is up with this? This seems really odd. Why would the Angels be throwing at the A's? Because it doesn't seem like it would be intentional. Like, why would they be doing it? Um, so I went back and looked at all of the games from this season, uh, only this season, and it isn't as prevalent as I thought it was. Uh, the A's have been hit six times in their eight games so far. So that's, you know, a fairly high mark, but four of those came in just yesterday's game against the Angels. So it's not like it's been happening, you know, one a game or something like that. There was a big outlier and it was uh, Junior Guerra, the reliever that hit Chad Pender in the, you know, net, the neck skull area. Uh, it was unprotected. Uh, Chad Pender is okay. Uh, according to reports, uh, according to what Bob Melvin told, told reporters after the game, uh, he is not in concussion protocol. So they're just going to see how he feels tomorrow. Um, I assume that he's going to be getting Tuesday off. So, uh, you, you can pencil him out of the lineup and not available after getting hit nearly the head, but, uh, he's doing okay. It looked like he got a, there was a splitter that got away from the pitcher Guerra. And uh, it, that's also the same pitch that hit Sean Murphy, the previous batter, uh, just, you know, three pitches before he hit Chad Pinder. So uh, it, he was having some control issues. And when I recorded my video, I was like, I'm going to be on fire for this. And this is going to be insane. Why was he allowed to pitch to Chad Pinder? And when you look at the pitches and you're like, OK, well, maybe. I don't need to be so worked up about this one just because they were splitters. So th those get away every now and then. And obviously you don't want that to happen. And I don't think that they're intentional. Uh, what I have liked them, what I have liked Max Stassi, you know, when Chad Pinder got hurt to be like, Hey man, are you good? Like a hand on the back or something show a little bit more contrition, maybe because he's right there. And that was the fourth batter that angels pitching had hit, but uh, you know, I, I guess that they, they gotta be hard guys because they play for Joe Madden and I don't know, 
they, they have the nicest player in baseball and Shohei Otani on their team. And uh, oh, noted ball thrower Shohei Otani, who also hit the A's once. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit ridiculous. But I wrote down the, the hit-by-pitches in this one, and none of them were on, you know, hard stuff. One of them was on a sinker. That was the uh, the first Murphy hit-by-pitch from James Hoyt. And that that's the only, like, actually hard pitch and he only throws at 90 miles an hour so it wasn't like it was like a hard hard pitch you know overall but it's one of his harder pitches and sinkers those things move as well so I don't think that he had any intent behind his uh Murphy had gone deep in the game so there is that and that was against Dylan Bundy who hit Mark Cannon with a changeup so it was changeup sinker splitter splitter were the four pitches that these got hit by obviously you don't want to get hit by any pitches but if you're going to get hit by something, then that would be it. I think my big sticking point with those hit by pitches from Guerra there is just that the first one to Murphy was around the shoulders and they were like, okay, that's fine. And then the one to Pinder was above the shoulders. And at that point, you're like, you got to get this guy out of here just for safety of the players. And if he had been throwing harder stuff, I would think that, you know, at least a warning or something, uh, he, he should have been kicked out of the game, I think, just because he hit two batters in a row, whether it's intentional or not. Uh, safety hazard, you know, that that's just a thing that happens. And with all of this talk around the sticky stuff that pitchers have been using and how they use it for control and blah, 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 blah. Um, if they're not able to control the ball, then why in the hell are they using the sticky stuff is my main point of contention. And it's just crazy to me. So, um, yeah, they just got hit by four pitches. They got walked six times. They got some free passes in this one. Some of them they had to earn. Uh, it looked like the, the Mark Canna one, he just didn't move out of the way. Cause he's like, I have to change up. I'm fine. And, uh, the, I think the first Murphy one that the sinker kind of looked like the same sort of deal where he probably could have gotten out of the way if he wanted to, but he didn't. So, if you want to take it as two or four, it doesn't matter. Um, it just, you know, when they start adding up like that, you're like, what in the hell is going on with this team? It feels like they're playing dirty. And James Hoyt uh, is a former Houston Astro. So if you want to dislike him, feel free. <laughs> Do I know anything about him other than he was a former Astro and he was, I think, involved in the Evan Gaddis trade? I'm going purely off the top of my head here. I think he was in the Evan Gaddis trade. So, uh, yeah, if you want to dislike him, go ahead I don't know that he likes them either because he's not with the team anymore. So anyway, uh, I got a little bit more coming up on the sticky stuff. Just updating you guys on what's been going on with that situation. There's a memo coming out today that's going to be interesting. And uh, just some things that I've seen on Twitter that I, I want to rant about. So uh, stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. This episode is being brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I will be hosting rooms for Locked On A's once a week, and yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you hear here every day. I threw in an extra here. Oh, well, moving on. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league, and you're going to find fans just like you on the Locker Room app for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. So go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest updates. Follow me at ByJ 
notification be to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I'm planning on being live this week on Thursday afternoon. Haven't picked a time yet. I'll update you guys on Twitter. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Locked on Ace. Um, and I will update you on when I'm going live. And I can't wait to hear everybody's thoughts on the A's. I'll see you guys there. Locker room changing the way we talk sports. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone, so you should team up with Wealthfront instead. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trade no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on the preferences that you control. And Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB. All you need is $500 to get started, so grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnMLB to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB to get started today. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like hearing podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So the reason I want to talk about this today is because uh, the Angels pitchers were either not using their stickum enough or were not doing a good job. Whatever was going on, it wasn't working for the Los Angeles Angels on Monday night. So uh, that also correlates with something that Jeff Passan was talking about in his Twitter feed, which is there is a memo coming out from Major League Baseball expected on Tuesday today, uh, and it's going to be. Uh, they're, they're expecting a 10-day suspension with pay for anybody caught with any sort of substance. So uh, whether it's, you know, rosin, which is usually within the rules, uh, or, you know, sunscreen or mixed with rosin or spider tech, whatever it is, the, the super sticky stuff or, you know, the stuff that's been okay for decades, 10-day uh, suspension is what we're expecting right now. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that boils down. Um, before I get into, you know, some other thoughts, I just want to run down the, some of his other tweets because they were very informative. Um, he's also says enforcement of foreign substance rule expected uh, to begin on June 21st. So that is coming up next week. Uh, actually, just six days from as I'm recording this. So that's uh, that's interesting. Uh, some teams are prefer- preparing for it by asking players who use foreign substances to throw bullpen sessions without any sticky stuff so they can get a better feel for the actual pitches. He then continues in another tweet. The suspension with pay for foreign substance violations follow past precedent, which I believe is stupid, uh, which is the foundation of MLB's discipline system. Baseball hasn't suspended a player for a foreign substance in more than six years. And dating back to that time, the suspensions were with pay. So we're expecting these to be, you know, a-okay with the players union, I assume, because they still get paid. And uh, he also continues, do paid suspensions make them toothless? Does the ability to manipulate a rotation uh, so that 10 games is equal to basically one start for a, a starting pitcher? Uh, these are fair questions and ones that the use itself may answer. If the players feel disincentives are not strong enough to stop them, they won't stop them. And that's what I've been saying for a while now. Uh, I think before the season started, I said something to the effect of, uh, if 
if they're just going to be using StatCast to monitor all these spin changes and all that stuff, uh, they're already baked in there. That's stupid. And I said last week, um, yeah, if you're only going to suspend somebody for 10 games and then they can still go out and sign a $300 million contract or even a four-year $80 million contract, whatever they want to sign and get all of those millions of dollars, why the hell would they stop ever? You got to come down a little bit harder than you might miss a start or two one season when you're making all of that money. That is ridiculous. And again, this is there, there's been a lot of talk about this, and I do not fault the players. The players are always going to be pushing the boundaries. The teams are also going to be pushing the boundaries. Do I like it when the Astros do it? No, because it's cheating when they do it. But other teams, sure, whatever. <laughs> but I, I think that it's ridiculous that the players are going to be getting a bunch of blame because they're the ones that are, you know, throwing the baseballs. But the teams are encouraging them or sometimes even coaching them on how to do it. And the league has known about this for years and years and years and have done nothing about it. And now all of a sudden it's a big issue this season because they're going to start doing something about it and they're releasing memos and, you know, trying to actually come down on, on players and stuff. And it's ridiculous because... The, the league could have stopped this immediately when it started. And this has been going on for at least 12, 13 years. Uh, I think it was 2009 was the earliest that I saw uh, the guy from the Angels who, you know, is now being sued by baseball for supplying sticky stuff. Um, yeah, I think that 2009, he was naming some contemporary pitches like uh, Verlander was one of the guys that was using stuff. Uh, he also named Wainwright, but Wainwright said that he got a shipment from the guy, but he also wasn't getting... He, he didn't like it, so he gave it to somebody else and whatnot. So um, there's there's going to be some names, you guys, and it's going to be very, very interesting to see how this all boils down. I don't want to get into that necessarily. I just wanted to update you on uh, where we stand right now and some of the questions that Jeff Passan, you know, the great Jeff Passan is asking. And actually, but one thing uh, before I move over to the thing that I wanted to talk about for a couple of minutes, uh, this is from his article. He said that since June 3rd, when the first reports of an impending crackdown came down and pitchers, you know, theoretically stopped using the sticky stuff as much batting average across the league. This does not include Monday's games, but batting average across the league has gone from 236, which was, uh, you know, unbearable and terrible and the worst offensive performance that we've ever seen. And it's gone up 11 points to 247, which seems so much more manageable right now. So, uh, yeah, if you think that the sticky stuff doesn't have an issue or it's not an issue or anything like that, uh, well, there you go. I, I think that it helps the offense just right there. We don't need to do anything else. Just enforce the rules that are on the book, Rob. That's all you got to do is basically your job. Just do your actual job here, you dumb, dumb man. But here's the thing that I wanted to talk about, and it's because I don't think that the, the story is actually going to be told to uh, people that don't pay attention to baseball on a regular basis. Uh, me, I am plugged in because it, I kind of have to because I have the podcast. So I'm plugged into, you know, the he said, she said and all of that stuff. And uh, there's going to be sides that are taken. And I just wanted to let you guys know uh, baseball is they're the people at fault right now, not not the players. I mean, everybody said it's a lot like the steroid era, and I think that that's probably the best you know, comparison that we're going to be getting is it's like the steroid era because everybody knows that it's been going on, but baseball's been promoting people. People have been signing those big contracts even though they've been using the sticky stuff and, you know, theoretically or, you know, actually cheating uh, to get those contracts. So uh, there, there's a lot going on, and baseball just isn't doing a good job of being like, hey, stop it. 
we we don't want that. We want a clean game. We want, you know, clean guys against clean guys. And that's that's baseball. That's what I want. Personally, I just want a level playing field. And that's what a lot of the players are you know hoping for. Pitchers, hitters, they all just want a level playing field. So uh, it's going to be very, very interesting. But uh, I did see this on Twitter yesterday, and I thought that it was very, very uh, misguided. Uh, somebody said foreign substances to increase spin rate. Who cares? I'd rather a pitcher use it and hit the strike zone rather than them not use it and hit me in the dome. Um, and I think that that is not right. Um, yeah, I mean, some people use it to have a better grip. That's what rosin is. That's what the rosin is used for, or, you know, the rosin and sunscreen or whatever it is. But spider tack specifically is meant to glue your hand to the baseball to get higher spin rates so that your fastball doesn't, it just stays higher for longer. And you can just attack fastballs in the strike zone, you know, up in the strike zone and then hitters cannot hit those because of physics. So that's what I think the issue is. It's not necessarily. And also this is why I wanted to talk about it tonight or today is because the A's just got hit by four pitches. One of those was in the head. You think that if all of this, uh, the substance stuff was a okay, there would be fewer hit by pitches. And yet Mark Canna keeps getting hit by pitches. It's wild. And then looking for some data on this, I went over to Fangraphs and they, of course, had a piece had a piece on this from 2019. And uh, so the, the data stops in 2019, but it's the highest hit by pitch percentage since 1900. You can't go with just total stats because there are more teams now than there were, you know, in uh, the 1800s, the 1900s and all that stuff. Uh, so you got to go with just the percentage of guys that are getting hit on a daily basis. And uh, in 1900, that is the highest hit by pitch season at one point. 0.180%. Uh, so that's 1900. You don't think that they were using a bunch of stuff then. So there's, there's 1900. And then from then 2019, 2018, 2001, 2003, 2004, then there was a season in 1901. So that's something. And then 2006, 2005, 2017, these are all recent years when guys have the ability to be using better stuff and they're not, they're using it to get a, an advantage on the baseball field. And that's what uh, I think that a lot of people are not seeing is baseball should have been cracking down on, on this from, from the get go. And they are just lazy. Statcast data has been around for a while. You guys, you don't have somebody like crunching numbers. You don't have somebody like listening for banging trash cans. You don't have somebody who like responds to this stuff. It's, crazy and completely out of hand. So I'm glad that they're going to be doing something about it. Do I think that it's enough? No, not at all. So we'll see what happens. But uh, if somebody tries to tell you that it's so, uh, you know, they don't get hit in the head. No, because players are still getting hit at a very frequent rate, like some of the highest rates in baseball history. So that's not it, guys. It's because it's a competitive advantage. Um, so, yeah, that, I just wanted to share that uh, on the heels of Chad Pender getting hit on or near the head. He's not in concussion protocol, so very happy about that. Um, and, you know, hopefully we see him back on the baseball field. Uh, that's also why I wanted to delay the, the trade deadline, Pete, because I didn't know how serious Chad Pender's injury would be and whether or not they'd have to... because. Him being healthy is a big part of my plan for rebuilding the A's at the trade deadline. So I just wanted to create some time and make sure that he's doing okay before I started, you know, saying, oh, hey, we should trade for this guy instead. Um, so that's that's that. Anyway, coming up on the show, I'm talking about the All-Star game and the All-Star voting, which is not in favor of the A's right now. So uh, get out the vote and stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. 
Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest nudes, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball. The Jazz just lost yesterday. I'm sorry to my boss, David Locke, but that is a 2-2 series. And so is the Nets and Bucks series. Who's going to win? Who do you think is going to win? You can go over to Bet Online right now and put some money down and make some money when you go to Bet Online. Uh, you can also do NHL stuff. I know that the Golden Knights, they won. They're stupid. And also UFC or MMA action. They got you covered on every single sport. So before the next pitch or puck drop or tip off, whatever your sport is, go over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams continue their runs towards championship glory. Head on over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On, And that is why everybody says that BetOnline are your online sportsbook experts. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need and a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box and let them know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, you may also enjoy the Locked On Today podcast. The Nets are down to one star. Can Golden State Warriors legend Kevin Durant carry them past the Bucks? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Also, make sure to follow uh, this podcast, the Locked On A's podcast. Uh, follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. But it's time to get out and vote. Uh, we're talking all-star votes, you guys, not recalls or anything like that. We are talking about the all-star ballot, the most important ballot of 2021, obviously. Um, and the, the main takeaway from seeing where all of the A's were on these ballots is Matt Olson is not getting any love right now. He is currently seventh at first base in just the American League. He has 59,536 votes, which is not a ton. He is 800,000 votes shy of Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who arguably should be the starting first baseman. He's been fantastic. I know that I'm supposed to be a homer, but Vlad Jr. has been amazing. He's in a much bigger market team on uh, in Toronto. He has an entire country that can vote for him, and he's much more well-known. So I get he's also the top vote-getter in all of the American League. So you understand that. But Matt Olson is seventh, and that is not acceptable, you guys. We need to do a lot better than this. I'm throwing a link to you know how you guys can vote in the show notes. So Click over there when you're done listening to this. Or also, while you're listening to this, why not? You don't need me to explain why Matt Olson deserves to be an all-star. He's fantastic. And I'm not giving you his stats. He's been great all year. You've seen it. I've seen it. You know that he should be there. Go do it. Um, also, uh, he is a 100,000 vote shy of number two, 
Jose Abreu, you know, the, the reigning AL MVP. So he's within striking distance. He can make up, we and Matt Olson can make up 100,000 votes over the course of the next, next three weeks or whatever it is. Um, so I'm not really worried about that. And Matt Olson will be an all-star, uh, but we would rather have him be a, a lot closer in the votes just because it's embarrassing. Um, we need to show out a little bit better. And uh, I think that we voted once. And that was in 2014, and we haven't done it much since. So we need to show up and vote a little bit more. Um, just a couple of other takeaways from the, the release of these ballots. And uh, Marcus Simeon is leading second base uh, in all of their votes. So that's fantastic. You love to see Marcus getting his due as a Toronto Blue Jay. Love that. Uh, even if he's, you know, in Toronto Blue Jay blue or, you know, white or their home, whatever jerseys they're wearing, I'm going to be excited to see him at the All-Star game. So hopefully that continues. But let's talk about the outfield because uh, the A's got some guys that do not get enough love. And they, they, they're they obviously behind three guys that are, you know, bigger names, bigger household names because MLB doesn't market the A's at all. But uh, Trout, Judge, and Buxton are the three guys that are the leading vote getters in the American League in the outfield right now. And two of those guys have missed a month. So that, that, that would be, you know, Buxton and Trout. And, you know, Judge will probably miss a month before the, the All-Star game too. So um, I'm just saying the A's have some really good hitters. And so I look, and also just players that also play in the outfield. There are two other good bets to get all-stars would be Mark Canna and Ramon Laureano. Both guys are outfielders and Canna is eighth in all of baseball, all of baseball, not just the American league, all of baseball in total war, according to Fangraphs at two wins above replacement. And that is currently tied with Aaron judge, who is one of those top three vote getters. So Obviously, he's a Yankee and blah, 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 blah. But based on merit, Mark Canna should be there, too, because he has been fantastic. I compare him to Michael Brantley all the time, and he is a better player than Michael Brantley all around. Uh, Michael Brantley has the hitting edge currently by a few percent, but it, it's not a, a wide gap by any means. And Ramon also tied for the F war lead at, you know, at eighth, uh, at two wins above replacement too. And he's been out for a couple of weeks. So that's just impressive. And if you want to just go all the way through the, the F war leaderboards, you got Cedric Mullins of the Baltimore Orioles. He's been fantastic. He has 2.9 wins above replacement. Then you got Mike Trout, who's been out for like a month. Uh, he's at 2.3. Then you got Canna, Judge, and Ramon all at two wins above replacement. And if I'm going to be fair, Kyle Tucker's there too, but I don't care about him. This is not an Astros favoring podcast um so yeah all around players they the a's have two of the top five outfielders in the american league and that's fantastic um and if you want to go by wrc plus and if you're fan graphs you have tony kemp as one of the a's outfielders currently because he plays in the outfield enough these have three guys in the top 20 in of, of all outfielders not just american league all outfielders that are in the top 20 in WRC plus you got Mark Canna at 140 or 40% above league average. Then you got Tony Kemp at 134 and then you got Ramon Laureano at 133. And these are not the qualified hitters just because uh, Ramon Laureano has missed a couple of weeks. Mike Trout is also on this list. He's missed a month. So the sample size isn't necessarily as big for all of these guys, but the A's have three guys that can roam the outfield that are excellent hitters. Uh, 
Mark Canna is just a little bit above Bryce Harper, and Tony Kemp and Ramon Laureano are just below Bryce Harper. So essentially, if you just average them out, they got three Bryce Harpers roaming their outfield right now, and that's amazing. Um, get Bryce Harper to the All-Star game, you guys. Um, yeah, I just needed to get that off my chest, too, because I don't vote like I should, but I need to this year because I'm hosting the podcast. It's a thing. We need to get out and vote, and I want to make some graphics uh, over the weekend or something like that and get some votes going for the A's guys because they have one. They're a really good team. I don't know if you've no- noticed this. They're a really good team. They've got some really good players, and uh, I'd like to see them more in Colorado for the All-Star game, and I know that there's, you know, the All-Star stigma for the, the home run derby and all that stuff, and some guys would rather just, you know, take the, the week to relax and all that stuff, but um, one, I don't buy the stigma anymore. It seemed like it was a thing like the Madden curse for a while, where uh, if you participated in the home run derby, then you sucked for the rest of the year. I don't think that that's the case anymore, although Colorado is weird, so who's to say, but uh, yeah, I would like to see some more A's guys in uh, All-Star uniforms, just because I enjoy seeing A's guys in All-Star uniforms and it doesn't happen enough, even though they're a very, very good team. So uh, I'm going to leave that link for you guys in the show notes. So make sure to go do that. But uh, that's all that I got for you guys today. Tomorrow, we are doing the trade deadline preview. I apologize again for pushing that by one day. It just seemed like uh, with Chad Pender getting hit and, you know, everybody else getting hit, um, it just seemed like a good time to talk about the sticky stuff and all that. And maybe I'll have a a little bit more about the memo that is getting released today uh, on tomorrow's episode as well. So uh, I got that all coming up for you guys. But until then, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk at you tomorrow. (laughs) 